Today is Monday, June 24th. The Yankees just beat Toronto Blue Jays in their first game. That is not what we're talking about today. Today we are talking about whatever you guys want to talk about. It is the voicemail episode. I'm excited. Jake's excited. You guys are excited. Let's talk Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy Jake. Recaps galore and weekly awards. Stat lines, steaming hot takes. Your Yankees news with these two fine dudes. It's time for Talking Yanks. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. Talking Yanks with old John Boy. John Boy and Jake. What's up? How's everyone doing? Thank you for joining us for the voicemail episode. I think we got a ton of voicemails. I'm excited to hear them. I haven't heard them. My name is John Boy. I'm coming to you from New Jersey. I have my co-host Jake coming to you from Denver, Colorado. It is 1128 on a Monday night and we just wrapped up a victory versus the Blue Jays. That was a kind of a wild ride. Jake, how are you doing? How's your brain? That was a wild ride, man. That was that was nuts. That was one of the oddest wins of the season. Um, from just uh like frustration that we, we weren't getting to Sanchez to CeCe with the bad start, everyone nervous that this was gonna be bad times for CeCe and, and then he bounces back, he gets the big strikeout, we have the huge inning, it's a cakewalk, let's start packing our bags for London. Uh, and then it turned into a maybe don't pack your bags for London, Jonathan Holder. And then, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. You, you kind of have to shake it off. It's one of the weirder games you'll watch this year. Uh, but we get the win. And that's, uh, I mean, that's the goal. 18 runs. I'm, I'm personally doing a little better. Um, a little, little cobwebs out of my head from Vegas mode. Um, I do have a very sore right calf, Jimmy. Um, and it's from standing on my tiptoes in the pool. So people thought that I'd look so much taller at the pool party. <laughs> Cause I'm sure that's what everyone was so worried. About. Dude, I realized that today and I was like, you are the biggest loser. That's I not know. the move in the pool. The move in the pool is to like go. So it's just your head like could be low. So they have no idea your height. Right. You can't have yeah. a middle area, but, uh, when I was on my feet, I mean that's also dangerous. Like at some later in the party, when things got out of control, people start splashing. I mean that could become like a drowning thing. So <laughs> that is the most pathetic reason to have sore sore calves ever. <laughs> the most pathetic. I was like, damn, my calves kill. <laughs> and I was like, oh boy. So that's that's kind of where I'm at mentally and spiritually. How are I'm you good. doing? Long long day, but. Uh... I don't know. I'm I'm doing good. I'm I like I am growing to really like the voicemail episode. Uh, the people that call in usually lead us down some fun alleyways, so I'm excited to get into it. Uh, we have uh, so many voicemails that I don't think we're getting into all of them, which is uh, kind of like good thing that people are calling in, but kind of a bummer because you like to get to everyone that wants to be on the show and and talk and chat. So we'll see. This episode of Talking Yanks is brought to you by us and everything we do. All right. Someone recently told me they nice. tuned into our history podcast called Laughs from the Past. And they're like, dude, why don't you promote this more? 
the last time you promoted, I listened. It's absolutely great. But I didn't know you guys did it for so long. And it's like, yeah, we're bad at promoting the things we do. So this episode's brought to you by everything we do at John Boy Media. You like the New York Giants? We got Talking Giants. Bobby Skinner does it. He's actually, he's actually growing really nice. We got Talking Knicks. Jake and the boys have been putting in work, talking about the draft, uh, the free agents that they think they will get, that they've missed out on, trades, all that stuff. They've been putting in good work over there. We got Talking uh uh well talking huskies but that will start up again once the season starts we got laughs from the past like i said jake and i do a radio show called john boy and jake radio in which we talk about national sports headlines and the weirdest news stories you'll hear every single day monday through friday you can find that jake what else do we got You got it all, man. Six, I don't know. We do. We do a ton of talking. Six pack we cinema, do, in, including the, including the pregame show. Six pack cinema. Um, yeah, I mean, go go check out John Boy Media, um, uh, the YouTube. Go check out Talking Yanks, the shop with all the shirts and everything. And yeah, our Patreon. Yeah. All so of it. So if you've just been listening to this and you didn't realize there's a lot else we do, like someone else I ran into. Ours, our dude Stockton Knotts, he was spreading the good word, you know, owner of the Knot Company. What's up, Stockton? And he was like, I, I've been listening to their other shows because I like them. And then he named John Boy Jake Radio and Six Pack Cinema. And I was like, hey, last from the past. We're both on there, too. Give it, a try. Give it a try. So, yeah, this episode is brought to you by John Boy Media. Paid big money for this spot. Big money. All right. Huge. Let, Sacrifice to life. Let's get straight into the voicemails. Yeah. Hey guys, DC here. So just a quick thought on the roster crunch. What do you guys think of sending Urshela down instead of saying Maven or losing a bullpen guy? We know Cash and Co. really don't like losing assets and they have, and they love having that extra guy in the pen. Seems like a plausible solution without losing anybody and we'll always have Urshela in case something happens like another injury or maybe cooling off. He'd be down there too for the roster expand. I know it's crazy to think sending someone down with that caliber of a glove. And um, it doesn't make sense, so I'm going to cut you off because then we wouldn't have a bench infielder. Like we could send Clinton Maben down because we have a surplus of outfielders. If you send Urshela down, you'd have to bring Tyro up, or you know we wouldn't have with the way they're rotating the DH. You wouldn't. You would have like Edwin at DH, Voit playing first, Glaber at short, Didi at short, Glaber at second, Didi at short, DJ at third, and then you wouldn't have anyone on the bench that can play the infield. Yeah, and I, I mean, I'll, I'll double check. I mean, does Urshela for sure have options? I would think he. He yes, yes, he already got called up. Yeah, yeah, of course he does. Yeah, he started the year in the minors. Right, but that's because he started. An option runs the entire season. So once you get sent up once, you can get sent up and down as many times all year long. It doesn't have... Uh, think of it like Cameron Mabin, though. Yeah, but... Oh. Cameron Mabin... But Cameron Mabin... That's what yeah, I, yeah, that's yeah, what yeah. I okay, don't know. I get what you're saying now. But, Cam- but Cameron Mabin, I think, is, is more established in the league. Yeah, but I, I forget all the rules. I mean, technically, this is Urshela's fourth major league season, and, I mean, he's he's 27 now. So, I mean, maybe the Yankees technically have his option, but he's also bounced around from different teams and stuff. Either way, the answer is no, so it's moot. It's a moot point, you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, next up. 
Hey, fellas, it's Boobock from Nebraska. Um, something that uh, my little brother brought it up to me, and uh, I've been watching videos now, and it, it's it's obvious, but uh, Glaber's bat looks freaking huge. And I don't know if it's just the, how high the pine tar is um, on his bat or if he, or it's his stance and the way he holds the bat, but it looks like he's swinging a freaking oar in the box. So just want to point that out. I don't know if you guys have noticed it or if you know anything, but have a good one. Peace. I wish there was a website for, like, this kind of info. Like, what, what size bat does every player use? I know that I'd look at yeah. it. I'd also wish there was a website that you could easily check options on. I don't know why that doesn't exist. Why doesn't Sport Track have that? Like, come on, right. Sport Track, fucking put options. Yeah, and then everyone always says a website, and you go there, and you're like, I still don't really yeah. know what this says. Um, so yeah, someone who whoever wants to corner the market on the options and bat size website. Um, uh, I'm looking at well, I'm looking we at Glaber's visit. bat now, and like, I don't know, in still frames, I can't really get a good good sense of. Uh, what size it is or whatever. I don't know. He uses a... Some, some to look like out for. If I Google Glaber Torres bat size, will anything come up? Maybe the website does exist. It says that... Okay. Okay. What pros wear? Seems to be a website. It says that Glaber Torres okay. sing, swings a JS68 maple bat. 34 inches, 31 and a half ounces. There's a website for this. Yeah. Okay. So this is the bat compared to judge. Um, It was it was thirty. I forget what it was already. Thirty four inches, twenty four ounce. It's thirty four thirty four inches, thirty one and a half ounces. Okay. Uh, What the fuck? Aaron Judge bat size. Whatproswear.com. How about that? Wow. Yeah. There's another website called. Crocator, Aaron Judge's bat. Aaron Judge has uses a 35-length bat, but it's 32 ounces. I already forget what state. Glaber was 34 inches, so 31 Judge uses ounces. a bigger bat, so that makes sense. Bigger, bigger guy. Bigger guy. What do you think, like, Torres used? Um, I think he was a classic. I think he was a throwback 40-40 guy. <laughs> he swung the same lumber. <laughs> he swung the same lumber that uh, Babe Ruth was. Yeah. Yeah, they don't even have that. They don't even have that info. But anyway, I guess I'll look out to see if Glaber's bat looks big. I haven't noticed that. Next. Hey, this is uh, Chris Gargiulo calling for Talking Yanks. Coming to you from Denver. Uh, question about the All-Star game. Assuming, big assumption, assuming you're both true patrons of the game, you both vote for the All-Star game, what's your, what's your method? What's your approach? Do you vote straight party lines in the AL, all Yankees, straight down the line, or do you mix it up? Try to get the best player each spot, throw some love to, to Trout, Altuve. What are your thoughts there? Alright, thanks for taking the call. Oh, and, uh, half take. Jake doesn't suck. Thanks. Nice, Chris. Um, I don't know. Here's here's a, a time in the show where I think we disappoint people. Have you ever? Right. Do you vote for the All Star Game? Um, I feel like I did it. 
like one year, I don't know if it was Instagram. One year it was like super easily clickable. And, like, you just burn down the list. But I don't really go out of my way to vote for All-Stars. No. I voted junior year in journalism class once just to piss off my friend Max, who said that I you'd probably vote for only Yankees. So then I, I did. I voted for only Yankees right in his fucking face. Take that, Max. But uh, that's the only time I've ever voted for the All-Star. Um, I don't think it should be up to the fans. So I declined my vote. Yeah. Like, Judge should not be in this All-Star game. I get that it's good for MLB, and they want the big, the, they need the big right. name and, like, the selling card, but, like, that's fucked up to some right fielders. <laughs> yeah, and that's, um, I mean, what is the All-Star event? Is it spreading the game? And, uh, I mean, do we want to use it as an actual award? I mean, would it be cool if we moved it after the season and had, like, guys actually play some games or something um yeah i mean it's the whole all-star thing that's gonna circle around it's stupid that it costs people money like it it, it counts in arbitration like that's really dumb you can't have it yeah be used as leverage for or against someone's contract and then also have it be a fan contest that's so silly yeah that's so silly so sorry anyone who thinks we should vote i've never really voted what's going on guys this is connor from hillsborough new jersey um after seeing boone do the job just wondering what current yankee would you love to see as uh as a manager one day so yeah thanks for the uh when we asked jack curry this i think or michael k when they came on the show and like everyone says romine because catchers make good managers Romine's a clubhouse yeah. guy. He has that sprinkle of intensity to him while also that like being able to be calm and talk and express himself. And he clearly everyone likes him in the room. So Romine seems like the answer. Uh, who? What's a different answer there? Like who could be a manager? Um, like, oh, all right, Didi is out. God. I think Stanton and Judge... Oh, disagree. Oh, Didi is going to do such big things after he's done playing baseball. Like, Right, but that's two different statements. Didi is... Like, Didi could be a manager. He could speak all the different languages. He could keep morale up. He He's a smart enough that he'd be able to fight with the analytics okay, nerds he, if he I, needs to. Didi would be a good manager, for, but right. he doesn't. being a baseball manager after you play is for people that... Their life is baseball. Didi's life, he like teaches himself right. how to play the piano. He's like a, he's a great video editor. Like as soon as he's done with baseball, he's gonna go do so many hobbies yeah. and ventures he's been dying to do, but hasn't had the time. Uh, he's not gonna want to stay around baseball. Um, DJ's too quiet. Glaber's just too young to even imagine. Yeah. Uh, I kind of like the quiet manager. Yeah. Though. That's when DJ speaks, you listen. It's you true. Know? He'd need he'd need a good team of managers around him to be like interpret for him. Yeah. Uh I don't think Hicks, no. Gardner Gardner would make a good assistant coach because he'd like half he'd be the Phil Nevin, where like he's fucking around and talking shit and chopping it up, but then he'll get on your ass if he needs to. But he couldn't be a manager. Because he, t- ideal, ideal bench, bench coach, coach is Gardner. Um, 
Yeah. Gary, no, too passive. Doesn't even talk to like anyone really. He's just very calm. Cute. What about any pitchers? How many pitchers go on to be managers? Good amount. Um, I think you get some. Like I, I think Bud Black was Mickey Callaway. He's a pitching pitcher. coach in Cleveland, so I, um, I would assume. You 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 get a batch of get a batch of pitchers. Um, Who are we missing? Feels like we are missing someone. I don't know. Hap to quiet. Yeah. CC, like could. Players would yeah. like him, but also here's some pitchers want turned manager: Tommy Lasorda, Dallas Green, Bob Lemon, Walter Johnson. Bud Black, Roger Craig, Larry Rothschild managed the Tampa Bay Rays. I don't know. Really, Romine's the only one that I think, like, I can really picture it. Yeah. yeah. That's that's how it yeah. normally happens. John Boy and Jake, what's good, guys? A uh, long-time listener, first-time caller. Listen. I don't know if you've answered this question before. I'm sorry if it's redundant, but uh, I heard they're thinking about putting Boomer Wells on some more games in color. I listened to the Toronto series that he called. Man, I thought it was pretty good, but at the same time, there were a few moments where I felt like he was about to start talking about some stuff that really shouldn't be talked about on a national broadcast. And uh, I like him. I love Boomer, but I don't know, man. He's had his problems with alcohol. I sometimes think maybe he's going to step over a line that shouldn't be stepped over. Maybe Coney can rein him in, but I don't know. We'll see. Do you guys want Boomer back on? All right. Love you guys. Jake, love you. Spit in my mouth. Ooh, spit in his mouth. Whoa. Hello. Yo, I actually, what I like about Boomer and what he's done in the booth is you can kind of tell that he wants this. And like on Twitter, he was like, I'd love to if they have me back. And during spring training and like in that Toronto series, he was like, He's trying very much, like, it's such a hard thing, I think, for him to do his personality, but, like, be taken seriously all at the same time because people are expecting, like, this guy, like, rowdy boomer. Like, oh, is he going to put his foot in his mouth? So he's kind of walking that line. But I, I think he was doing a good job with some good insight. And, like, he has the best, like, I think Coney was one of the better things that ever happened to boomer, like, becoming a teammate and friend. Seems like a real good mix. I, I like boomer. I'm fine with uh, di- diversifying the booth every now and then. Yeah, I, I thought he was good. I think it kind of was funny that they had Coney as a buddy system in there. And I, I think for the regular Yankee fans that listen to this, um, they they know that I'm an expert on trying to walk the tightrope between, you know, being <laughs> being the crazy over the top guy and then trying to say something that matters like i don't know if i if i talk about a stupid story and i'm walking on my tiptoes in vegas and i'm i'm getting crazy drunk you're probably not going to take me as seriously when i start mentioning how good brett gardner's been hitting for the last month and i'm talking about his ops and things like that so it really is kind of a little bit of a high wire act and i i think even like boomer knows that like that caller like no no offense and if you want to spit in my mouth i'm i'm curious But Boomer comes in knowing that if he says, like, one thing that's too far in his early appearances, they're going to be like, Boomer, well, they're putting him in the booth. He used to slam beers at spring training and ride around on his motorcycle. So he's he's definitely, like, you could tell in his voice, like, not that he was holding stories back. Like, 
Boomer Wells is smart enough to know <laughs> what you can and can't say on the air, but he also knows he has to kind of come in easy and he can't open up with, you know, David Cohn tells his stories about, you know, the, the nightclub and the, oh, I was on those Mets teams and, oh, boy, if we had a night out in Kansas City. And we kind of have this view of David Cohn, like kind of the nerdy pitcher. Um, he just came out with a book that's about the, like, artwork of pitching and David Wells has this reputation on his Harley and everything so I I liked what I saw from him um and and I think it's also early like David Wells we've only seen so much of it so I think the more and more you do anything you get better at it and I uh I like it I I think you can uh you can tap into that uh happy medium with Boomer I like it I mean I I like that they're trying out new people this season like Jeff Nelson, they tried out. Boomer, they tried out. Uh, I don't know. I, I'm I'm all for changing it up every now and then. I still think O'Neill has been getting more games than ever this season, and I'm loving him more and more than ever. He does remind me a lot of you, Jake. Man, I and it sounds so dumb because it's me comparing myself to Paul O'Neill. Um, and I mean, we've got a little different resumes going on. But, dude, some of the sentences that he says are just so happy-go-lucky that he's just having a blast. And I think that's what I try to normally... I literally... I typed out a tweet today, and I was like, oh, my God, that was Paul O'Neill. What? Oh, I tweeted at Katie Sharp, our girl, because that home run by Giancarlo was beautiful. It was, like, one of the prettier home runs you'll see. Like, it just had the perfect arc, 450 feet. It was awesome. And I was like, hey, Katie Sharp, do they keep stats on the prettiest home run set? That one by Giancarlo <laughs> was a beaut. Yeah. Like, that's, that's, that's Paul O'Neill saying, yeah. Um, oh, so, Michael. Uh, well, thank you. <laughs> oh, come on. Look at that. Uh, yeah, I um, like him. So, yeah, I don't know. And that that's the other thing that also gets tricky, too, because if we keep giving out games, I, I, like, I have the power. Um, but, like, you know, Kenny Singleton doing Tampa and Baltimore, that's kind of fun. He lives in Tampa. He used to play in Baltimore. Like, it makes sense. Wells with Toronto, I think that's a really good fit. Like, he's he's got a comfort level there. Um, but I will say this, man. Cone and O'Neal in the booth this year have been mm. awesome. So it also turns into what are you giving and what are you taking from them because I, I do yep. love hearing uh, Breaking news, Jonathan Holder will not be going to London. They just optioned him to AAA. Uh, he forced their hand. As much as Cameron Mabin forced their hand to keep him on the roster, Holder, I mean, if you can't come in and attend a two-game and keep it, you know, 10-4, to four, I think they would have allowed him two runs. And it's the same thing with Chad Green. He was getting five-run games and turning them into one-run games. And it was like, yep, you got to go. And, uh, man, his quote was like, it's not for lack of effort. I've been working with Larry, and I'm going to go down. I'm going to get better. I'm going to make changes. And, like, yeah, it just – there was no way he was surviving that performance. Yeah, and it's uh, – I, I mean, when it when it rains, it pours. We saw Gary <laughs> – Gary held up that 0-2 pitch when Holder was, like, dying for it out. It was close. I don't think it was a strike, and that's what sucks. But, like, that's just when this is happening, that happens. And then he, he's getting absolutely shelled. Absolutely shelled. So, so it's um, look, look at Chad Green and say, I want to do as similar to that as I can, figure out why I'm either missing my spots or why my stuff isn't as tight as it usually was, and know that, you know, 
like look at Chad. He he got fixed. He came back. He's been great. Um, you could potentially line yourself up for something like that, Jonathan. But you, you know, he. Do you he think his wife? It. Do you think his wife is <laughs> like, pissed? She's not going to London. I mean, she might be going. Why would, though. She's already got that ticket booked. Oh, I think I the know. Yankees have a certain amount of tickets, and it's not in their name. It would have to be in their name. I think she might. She, she might have already booked the flight and been excited. We're big Jonathan Holder and his wife fans because they have shopped at our store before. So yeah, thanks, thanks the Holders. Um, all right, thanks the Holders. I think she's yeah, still she's going. She's tagging along. It was real fun, John. Yeah. She already booked the flight. She's going with the. She, the he wax. comes home, tells him news. Sorry, 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 John, but I'm I'm still going. <laughs> That's brutal. It's <Yeah. laughs> tough. Yo, what up, guys? Andrew from Hell's Kitchen. Uh, I want to talk about Stanton's defense. A lot of people, I don't know if they're still out there, but they seem to think Stanton's this, like, primary DH or he's going to get a lot of DH time. I think he's only going to get, like, one or two days a week of DH. The guy is really good at defense, and uh, I think there is a reason the Yankees trusted him to play left. I also think uh, the stats back it up, at least uh, fielding-wise. I think he's the best... Uh, fielder like if you take the arm out of the equation in the league i don't know how is how close his arm is to uh hicks and judge because those like Statcast doesn't make those publicly available which kind of pisses me off so uh yeah what are your thoughts on stanton's defense i think yeah there are people that think he can't play defense but i i think it's because they were told he's going to be a dh because they're not going to put a dude that's worth that much money and tied up for that many years in the outfield every single day. So that's why, like, last year he played a lot of DH because, like, well, we're paying this dude a lot of money. Let's not wear him down in the outfield. It had nothing to do with skill level. It had to do with, with not wearing a guy down. But, yeah, he, I mean, he made, in his first game back, he made a nice play in right field on a foul ball. Later on, a couple days later, he made a nice play in left, a nice running catch. Um, he's, he's good out there. He's fine. I mean, he's he's more than fine. I think he's yeah, good. Yeah, he, he he ended up bobbling a ball a little bit today, but I, it was just kind of a quirky little play, bloop double. Um, but no, he's he's good and he's an athlete. I mean, we I I don't know. It is it is kind of a mix of this Yankees attitude where it's you know keep try to keep our guys as healthy as we possibly can, and I, I think that's the biggest part, Jim. The guy's on the book for the next decade. Um, so they want to keep him as healthy as they can, but he can play defense and they clearly, when they got Edwin Encarnacion, they expect him to play defense for this team. So we're, we're going to see him in left and right and, uh, a DH day here or there as they juggle the bodies around. But, um, no, I mean, it, it, uh, the, the caller's right there. I mean, Edwin Encarnacion is going to be the DH most days and when he's not, I mean, Giancarlo Stanton isn't necessarily the priority for that DH yeah. spot, you know? Do you think it's going to be mostly Edwin? Because he can pick it out there. Uh, but, I mean, that just means Voight's DHing. I think know? it's going to be a mix. Like, if you have seven games in a week, I think it's going to be Edwin uh, three, Stanton one, Voight one, Gary one. Maybe give Stanton two. I mean, it's going to be a straight juggle, and the Yankees actually love that juggle. This this isn't the the '98 Yanks where we roll the same lineup out there every day. They love the juggle, um, and yeah, 
How about how about that home run today? Can we say something? Can yeah. Jimmy? Where do I say something Into if that I want to say it? I like Giancarlo. Yeah, why wouldn't you? He's, and I feel like Yankee fans just need to say that sentence. Oh, a lot the, more. the the ones that don't will like, never. Did you see how happy he was that he hit a He's home run been, today? You, the game you missed, Jake, when he had the four RBIs yeah. and the nice catch and left, I tweeted out, I'd never seen him that happy. He was a he, smiley little boy. We, we forget because these guys are ultra-millionaire athletes. Ultra-millionaire. That shows how far away I am from being one. These guys are ultra-millionaire athletes, and we, we forget. Like, we, people dislike Giancarlo Stan because he got paid a ton of money to play baseball, which is all of our goddamn dreams. And he was so happy that he hit a home run today. And, Jim, it makes so much sense when you think of that original press conference he gave when he got back, when he ran through his injury list. Well, it was my bicep, and then that went into my shoulder, and then, yep, there goes my knee. And it's like, this guy was miserable he wasn't playing baseball and he was so happy at home run today, and that's cool. Yep. And he's handled everything with like class along the way, and without losing his edge. Like I don't think he gives cookie cutter answers. He like will give a little edginess when a reporter asks a dumb question, but yeah. still say the right things. But unfortunately, people are gonna look to hate him before they look to like him. And like that's that's the thing because we're always gonna compare Giancarlo to a Rod a little bit because he got paid and he came from another team and I don't know they're both kind of like not swag guys but the pretty boys a little bit I mean I kind of understood it with a Rod because him and Jeter were like rivals and then a Rod did some weird like interviews and stuff and then you know fast forward obviously he played a ton of great baseball for us but like Giancarlo's done nothing yeah. Well, he was really bad in clutch. He was like really Jean bad in Carlo. clutch situations and really bad in the playoffs last year. Like that's true. Yeah, and that speaks personality-wise, uh, though. Again, people relay people relay that to Arod too a little bit, but um, ho hopefully he gets rid of that. I need a Cameron Maven video for John Sterling's home run call. What? What was that? I think the I think it was we'll play it again. I need a Cameron Maven video for John Sterling's home run call. The least confident request I've ever been requested. I need a Cameron Maven video for John Sterling's home run call. I post those. Go to follow Jay Sterling calls. <laughs> I post all the home run calls. That was yeah. a good call. <laughs> Intern Luke is cracking up because he's the one that that gets the voicemails and labels them, and he knew that was cut. I was gonna say, is that Intern Luke was so excited for this? Was that the call he was? I guess so. Up I for? didn't know that one was coming. He is dying over there. Good, good. Glad he's having a good time. Yo, talking Yanks. I uh, just wanted to tell you, like, you know, talking about uh, intern Luke. Dude, I saw him on the fucking live stream. Dude, guy is hot. Good looking guy. Looks like Robert Patterson. Yeah. Nice. And that's it. Thanks. Do we do we think intern Luke paid someone to leave this call? So intern Luke isn't allowed <laughs> to do the voicemails anymore. <laughs> like, are they all intern Luke centric at this point? I think we did get a couple comments. I'm, I mean, I, I'm team. I think I posted a tweet and I was like, what a hot um, boy. 
That's that's how I describe intern Luke. Just he, a total hot he, boy. I don't think he knows who that caller is. I think that is a random person. Yeah. Okay, also, Luke. Robert Pattinson is so funny as a comparison because Luke is the palest kid in the world and Robert, Robert Pattinson played a vampire. <laughs> Yeah, I see the connection. Yeah, yeah. it's like a dude played a, a, a vampire that got dressed in white makeup, and Luke's the palest person I've ever seen. He's basically translucent in the winter, so that's funny. Yo, Luke yeah, is it's really bizarre. Pale. We call him we call him Duncan, like his his pale alter ego. Like sometimes you snap a picture of him, and it's like, whoa, Luke, who's that? And I'm like, oh, that's Duncan, completely yeah. different complexion. Get some concealer or something. Right. We have more voicemails. Hopefully they're not all about intern Luke. What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. So I think we can all agree AJ Pruszynski was... What's up, boys? It is Jordan from Boston. So I think we can all agree AJ Pruszynski was absolutely horrible on Saturday for Fox. So it got me thinking. I guess two-part question. Number one, what is your favorite combo in the Yankees booth? Got to put O'Neal in there, but let me know your thoughts on that. And then part two, who's your favorite away broadcast team like uh, Gary Thorne or you know, Dave O'Brien or something like that. Thanks, boys. Go Yanks. Man, uh, uh, yeah, mine's, mine's Kay O'Neill and Coney. I like, or like if you slide, like Renruco and Coney did it together. I like that as a lot as well. But Kay O'Neill and Coney, I think, are, are easily, easily my top booth for Yes Network. What's your yes before we go? Same thing, right? We kind of just talked about this. Yeah, we were, we were just all over it. I mean, when... Uh, yeah, it's it's the perfect mix of Kester obviously owning the New York market and just knowing how to talk to the people. Coney with the weird mix of analytics and silly stories. And, I mean, just Paulio, man. Do you have a favorite national? I don't. like. I like Joe Buck. Everyone loves to hate Joe Buck. I like Joe Buck. I think I li- like Joe Buck. Joe Buck does what people want, but they just like to hate Joe Buck. Like, he doesn't over-talk. He doesn't talk, insert himself over moments, yet people try to act like he's this big ego maniac. Like, he's the best He's the best right. at not talking over moments in national sporting events. Yeah. He, uh... I don't know. You You know I'm, I'm not... Well, I'm not really picky about anything. Um, but... Um, I don't know. I just I feel like there's sometimes when we jump around from different game to game. Like I remember I watched a Pittsburgh Pirates broadcast for a little bit, and I was like, "Are these announcers?" Oh, real there's some life? bad ones out there. Like, I I was blown away. So I I don't know if there's Midler announcers. Like I don't even my ears don't affect it. Uh, my ears don't affect it. Jesus, um, I guess that shows what's up. But if you're bad, the Royals it jumps are bad. Out but like Viscarian or Vestirian, I fucking don't know how to say him. The ESPN crew. I don't mind the ESPN announcers. I mind the ESPN production. It's terrible. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Hey, what's going on, Falcon Yanks? This is Lance. I'm a transplanted Yankee fan here in Phoenix, Arizona. I just really want to get your thoughts and opinions on whether you think Giancarlo is a clutch hitter. Seems like he's constantly, you know, either striking out or grinding into a double play when the game's on the line or there's runners in scoring position there. So, I know it's easy right now just because it seems like he's struggling since he's been back. But even last year, I feel like constantly he was just really getting in tough spots and really not being clutch in terms of that. And so it's just such a stark contrast to what we've been seeing with, you know, the machine, DJ LeMahieu. So 
who never seems to really miss with a with a guy in, in scoring position. So just wanted to get your thoughts. Um, look forward to hearing, and maybe if you guys even have any stats, I'm excited to hear back. Um, go Yanks. Why know it's wild, Jake? You know how it's we wild, just Jim. said people people are eager to dislike Stanton more than they are eager to like him? This guy just said yeah. Stan's been struggling since he came up. I saw a bunch of tweets like, hopefully this sparks him. I had no idea he was struggling. And, like, he, I mean, in his first, like, we're talking in four games, they're like, he's struggling. I mean, he had a 474 on base percentage in his first four games. It, I, I'm not going to, I already did my, <laughs> I want people just to say they like Giancarlo Stanton. Um yeah, I mean, I won't do a whole thing on it. He's that that contract will always have him half doomed in people's eyes. Even he's he's gonna have one crazy season for the Yankees if if he stays around through this contract. He's gonna have one like fifty five plus home run season, and then people will be like, "Finally, it's paid off." But yeah, I mean, the the guy's only played so many games. He's hitting two sixty seven with a four oh five OBP. But guess what? It's eight games, so it doesn't matter anyways. Like, get let this guy get Wait, going. hold on. I'm, I'm even more wrong. I was looking at his games from before he got hurt. He had... What are people talking about? He had three hits. Dude, I'm telling he you. He had it's three weird. hits in his... He went 0 for 4 his very first game. Then he went 3 for 5. Then he went 0 for 4. Then he went 2 for 4. What do you mean slow start? What are people talking about? He currently has a 300 batting average. Dude, people are weird with Giancarlo Stanton. But but to answer this dude's question, he was yeah. he was very unclutch last year. Like, very unclutch last yes. year. So far, he came up with runners in scoring position twice this past couple days, and he got the job done at, well, three times now with the big home run there. So... I mean, it's so small that I'm not going to put any stock into that. We will wait and see. But, like, I can't believe a home run we ended up – a home run we didn't think mattered that actually ended up mattering. In Giancarlo yeah. Stanton's first nine at-bats, he had three hits. And we have people tweeting and calling in saying, like, oh, he's got off to a slow start since coming off the DL. <laughs> what are they talking about? So eager to yeah. dislike Giancarlo. Man, it's crazy. Does need to get better with runners in scoring position. Like, get let him play Same. a little bit. Yo, what's up? It's Max in Baton Rouge. And if 161st, the stadium was blown off the face of the earth and the Yankees didn't exist anymore tomorrow, would you stop watching baseball for a bit or would you switch to a team? Maybe the Mets. I don't know. So if there was no Yankees, who would you root for? Go Yanks. Wow. So not only do they move, because if the Yankees moved, like they got Baltimore Rave, Baltimore Colted, or even like Giants Dodgers. Right. Well, Giants, yeah. Uh, in the TV age, I'd still just root for the Yankees no matter where they were playing. If they didn't exist, I'd still watch baseball, obviously. I don't think I'd have a team for like a long time. Like I'd be like, my grandpa yeah. was a Giants fan, and he just didn't have a team for a while until the Mets came. Yeah, you either find a team or a player you really like, you follow them, or it's, I mean, it's location-based. It's the baseball model. Like, I, I enjoy a good Rockies game. I, I don't 
hate rooting for Aaron. You know what? I'd guys. watch I'd watch Mets games every night, but I wouldn't really be a Mets fan. Like I like I wouldn't live or die. But I maybe like in twenty years from now, if that's all they are, and that you'd be like a you'd be like a Pete Alonso fan for now, and then hope the Mets turn because I just want to watch baseball. Right. But yeah, I don't know what would happen. I, I I'd never put my heart on the line for like anything besides like family and friends, which would kind of be weird. Well, like I wouldn't be invested in anything. And our business would be there. fucked. <laughs> yeah. Nick from Santa Barbara. First of all, John Boy, I'm going to be in San Francisco in a couple of days. I was wondering if you have any dinner recommendations. But the main reason I'm calling you is John Boy, you're going to hate me for this one. I know you're not a prospect guy, but what do you think Cashman has on his big board in the future? Do you think it's going to be Frazier or Florio? Who do you think is going to be a bigger part of the Yankees' plans the next 10 years? All right. Thanks, guys. Yeah, so we can do a little bit of this talk. Um, eventually, we're going to have to do, like, a whole show, like, on, you know, people out there. I think we did that last year, like, everybody that's potentially can be traded for and what we think and stuff. But I'll just do this, yeah. uh, and when you're going to San Francisco, my only recommendation ever is go to Alcatraz. Other than that, I don't know anything, but go to Alcatraz uh, and do the audio tour. If you go to Alcatraz and you don't do the audio tour, you're going to regret that. Clint Frazier is worth too much that it might be hard for cash to move him. Like Clint Frazier highlighting a Mad Bum deal, that's way, way too much for Mad Bum. I think Clint Fraser highlighting a Stroman deal is way too much for Stroman. I mean, Stroman comes with another year, year and a half, but then like we're looking at Kevin Vigio, Vladdy Jr., um, Guriel Jr., and like Clint, like in their own division for a while. That could be mayhem. And I think he's worth more than a year and a half. I think, you know, five years of Clint or whatever it is is worth more than a year and a half of Stroman. So I think they're shopping Frazier, but I think it's going to be hard to find that right match. It might be a guy like Minor or Boyd who have like three years tied to them and Clint goes out of sight, not within the division. Like a lot of people say Clint for Stroman. I don't think that math adds up. Yeah, I mean, you're you're not high on Stroman. I mean, the other I like Stroman. I want to trade is... for Stroman if, if the price is correct. Right, but you're, I mean, you're not as high on Stroman as some other people. I mean, some people view Marcus Stroman as a guy who had one bad year and he's a solid young pitcher who's, he's got a three flat ERA yep. this year. Um, you know, so I, I, I think there's that. And the other thing that's kind of not in the equation, Jim, is supply and demand. Um, we keep bringing up Mike Miner, but currently the Rangers are still in the playoff hunt. Um, and we're, we don't know if he's for sale. Mad Bum doesn't really seem like a New York guy. And, I, I mean, he's technically on the no-trade list. We kind of did that whole thing a little bit ago. I also think that um, the but Giants might love not... their own players, and it's going to, like, hurt right. them to get rid of a franchise guy like Madbum. They're, like, going to ask for so much, and and if he co- he should not cost more than what Hap cost last year. He should not. If If he is, you're paying for his sentiment to San Francisco – and you're paying for his playoff runs from five years ago, which cash is cash yeah, is too smart for, to pay up for those. 
Yeah, you're you're paying for playoff experience, which you're right. I mean, is dated at this point, but still some people live by that. I mean, we talked about Giancarlo not being good in the playoffs a minute ago. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, if you had to bet, uh, Clint is actually the safer because the original question there is who's, who has a better career as a Yankee, right? Clint or Florial? I think it's like I who are that? they moving? Who is the trade trip? Oh, 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 who are they more likely to move? Um, I mean, Clint, you know Clint Frazier can hit at the major league level. Florial, as talented he, as he is, his one thing that's a question mark from everything I know about his scouting is his actual hit tool. Like, I, I've, if Estevan Florial can hit at a 250-260 clip and get on base at, like, a 320 clip, like, there's a chance he's really talented because he has speed and power and everything else. But, uh, you know, <laughs> we... You could say a lot of those stuff about Tyler Wade, and he, he couldn't hit. So um, I I don't know, and you wonder if any of the Clint Media stuff ties in. Or Jim, I mean, how how much of the defense stuff is a is a, like a red flag for a lot of teams or really hurts his long-term value? Um, like, I, I don't know. Do, do teams think he can become an average corner outfield defender one day? Um, cause I mean, that's also a factor as much as we love the bat, um, it, the defense and the DH thing is a factor yeah. too. So, all right, move on. I mean, we will try and do tackle more trade stuff, but it's too early for me still. John Wayne Jake, it's TD at NYTD Blue from Madison, Connecticut. First time caller. So thanks for letting me talk to the Yanks with you two fine dudes. <laughs> and today I'm talking 19 year old Yankees pitching prospect. Davey Garcia. And if you don't know, well, now you know that last week in double-A, Trenton, in a pressure spot, first-half championship on the line, my man threw six innings of one hit, no-run ball, with 15 strikeouts. 15 out of 18 outs. That's crazy. So, Jimmy, I'm coming at you hot here in my first call. When I told you about him during a live pregame show a while back, you said, and I quote, I couldn't care less <laughs> and you know what i got where you coming from at the time don't get me wrong i respect that because it's not like he's on the yankees he is a minor leaguer and he's also 19 but she my question is do you care now i'll hang up and listen um well i'll tell you this right away i do not care about the first half championship in double a ball um I don't care, like, like don't Huge. like you tell me Huge. like, oh, it was a clutch game. Like, nope, that's they get their innings in and they're on innings limits, and then it is what it is. Uh, Davy, spelled Devi, he's making waves, talking about how he might be called up now and to like help out in the bullpen. Uh, when has Cash ever done that? When has Cash ever called a guy up from Double A? To get big innings out of the bullpen in serious... Like, what are we talking about? Cash has never done that. He called up Justice Sheffield last year and gave him slop time just because he felt like he had to. Um, Chance Adams had numbers in AAA that were so much better than David Garcia. Not strikeouts, maybe. Never called him up. Like, maybe this dude gets a September call-up because they want to um, reward him for a great season. Like, this is what could be your future. You know, dangle a carrot in front of him. 
But like we think, and hey, listen, I'll proudly admit I'm wrong if he gets if he gets up and called. But when has Cash ever called a, a, a reliever up from Double A to give him serious innings? I've only got I've only got one name, Jim. Who's and it's one of your favorite Yankee runs ever. Who's that? Jabba. He went from Double A. So Jabba, his 2007 magical year, um, he he only threw he threw eight innings in AAA that year as a 20. Oh, that's a great comp. That's a great comp um, then. But we're going back a decade. So yeah, I mean it, it is over. I mean yeah, 12 years now. But um, I mean we still again we we look back at that Jabba season with with some really good stuff. Jabba was also. <laughs> Uh, I mean, Jabba was a bigger prospect than Davey was, although, hey, maybe those midseason prospect rankings will, will come out and Davey will change. Um, yeah, it's, I mean, don't bank on it. Don't start telling your friends, like, hey, this guy Davey Garcia is coming up in August. Watch this. Watch this smoke. Um, I'll say this. It's really cool what he's doing. His strikeout numbers are insane. He had another really good night tonight. I think he was like no hit through four innings or something. And, uh, I mean, I'll tell you this. If you can play your way into an opportunity, um, whether it's injuries or whether it's anything else, um, I mean, just don't don't get your heartstrings attached to Davey Garcia too much right now. Um, be happy he's doing really well. Yeah. Yeah. What's his walks at? That's a big thing. He's walked 21 in 30, in 40, 21 walks in 44 innings pitched in double A. So not, not ideal. Um, I mean, his uh, <laughs> double, double A, 42 innings pitched, 67 That's That's crazy. So, yeah, that's crazy. Seems like this well, stuff's there. Like he just had one more. Put him in. I don't. I don't allow my brain to entertain prospects that aren't in AAA. I mean, I, I understand people like that stuff, and I'm not going to knock you. But like when this dude was on the live show and asked about him, Davey Garcia was in A ball. Don't. I. I mean, I don't care about that at all. Now that he's in Double A and putting up great numbers, right? Uh, the the tick on the little like winding thing or whatever goes one notch. We went from we went from don't care at all to be like he exists. That's the next step. He goes to AAA, I'll be like, ooh. And then I'll be like, ah. And then I care now. But, okay. Yeah, we're pretty far away. I just... I, I'll say this, Jim, because we, we aren't necessarily prospect huggers by any means. I'll, I'll say this. Davey Garcia... Davey Garcia becoming a thing... I'm kind of okay with like if he keeps if he keeps up putting numbers like this like I'll be like I I understand why people are tweeting it and saying it but I also understand why Cashman wouldn't call him up yet he's also 5'9 you hate short pitchers they don't last Pedro he's the exception to the rule and he's like the biggest exception to the rule ever is the best. the best, and he had fingers like salad f- spoons. But, but uh, here's this: Sonny Gray. I can see Davy Garcia being moved at the deadline more than I can see him being called up to help us pl- 
play games in 2019. Yeah. Leans into your sell high, uh, sell high with cash yep. run theory too. Hey, John Boy and Jake, what's up? This is Sal from Staten Island. Um, I never called in before, but I thought this would be a good first time with all the trade rumors and stuff coming up. So um, I just wanted to ask you guys, what do you think about Mike Ford as a possible trade shift down the road? This guy is absolutely raking in AAA, and obviously there's not really a roster spot for him right now, but do you think any team would possibly bite on him? I know he's like 26, but he's really not that old. And even when he was on the Yankees, he was getting on base, he was hitting a couple home runs. So, I don't know. I just thought maybe he had some value. Let me know what you think. Go, Yanks. I can see Mike Ford being, like, part of a trade. Um, like McKinney and Drury. Like, Mike Ford's the other one. Like, hey, you need someone to eat innings right now, and maybe he can be your Luke Voigt because we don't have room for him. Have you seen Mike Ford's numbers at AAA this year, Jake? Yeah, he's just 304 batting average, 407 on base percentage, 620 slugging, 1.027 OPS. Yeah, 16 homers in 50 games. Um, quick math, that'd be 32 over 100. Um, yeah, here's here's what you need to understand. I mean, Mike Ford isn't going to be ever viewed as like a – I, I don't want to say respected prospect. He's not There's, a prospect anymore. He's not a prospect. He's he's 26. Um, I, I don't know. He's got the story, man. He's a Princeton guy. He went undrafted, and he's put in the work to get himself where he is. He turns 27 on the 4th of oh, July. Oh, wow. I, um, he's born I don't on the know. 4th of July. How about that? Fireworks. Um, yeah, I mean, and, and Jimmy, the thing I don't understand is, you know, if, if you were – you know, another baseball team who was out of the races here and you needed some at bats and you could get Mike Ford as kind of a lottery ticket in a trade. I, I don't know why you wouldn't do it, um, especially after seeing the Luke Voigt experience. But I, I, I think people need to understand, like, uh, trade value wise, there's nothing really there. And I, I, I got people were chewing my head off oh my the other God. day because I, I was talking about. Was it oh Noodle? God, is it okay? Uh, yes, actually. He uh, he bites my ears because my dog thinks I'm also a dog. Um, that's another story. But uh, I, I labeled that there's a few, like obviously there's the big pieces the Yankees could trade, a Clint, a Florial, um, I mean Mingo in the right package, lasagna, et cetera, et cetera, that the Yankees have serious bait if they want to go out and get a big-time pitcher. Um and then at the end of it, I just kind of threw this in there. I was like, you know, there's a couple guys that are lottery tickets. You're, you're Sessa, a Tyler Wade. And people were like, oh, those guys don't have value. And it's like, well, you have to understand what a lottery ticket is. If there's a team that could make Tyler Wade hit the ball at a 260 clip, he could be a solid MLB ball player because he's good at every other facet of the game. That's a lottery ticket. If there's a team that could teach Sessa to, to pick up his two batters a game that he looks awesome with and make that over a whole inning, he could be a useful baseball player. Uh, so I, I think, I don't know if, maybe I'm using the term lottery ticket wrong, but those kind of players close a deal. You know, obviously your Clint's and whoever else is going to headline – but if, if Brian Cashman says, you know what, try out this Mike Ford kid. We brought him up. He got intentionally walked twice. He's been killing it at AAA. 
you know, I, I think you're gonna I think you're gonna like him. Let's close this deal. Or Tyler Wade or Sessa, whatever it is. Um so I I guess apparently I've needed to get that off my chest yeah, for a couple wow. of days, huh? Feel better? Wow. I guess as long as people are done chewing my well, head. Oh, your dog will always chew your head. Yeah. Hey guys, uh just watched uh Tanaka shut out the rays. Amazing game. End of the game, him and Gary had a had a moment. Uh, it's pretty special to me. So what I want to ask you guys is, if there was a TV show with Tanaka and Gary, would you watch it? And would you want there to be translators there, or would you want them to just communicate by themselves? Um, I want to watch them communicate, but you guys let me know what you think. Thanks. Um, well, thank you for the call. There is a TV show starring Gary Sanchez and Masahiro Tanako. Tanako. Tanaka. Tanako. It airs uh, almost every night, 162 times. Spring training, you got that. And it's wonderful. It's a blast. And, you know, once every five games, it's really, really good. I've got a question for you. If they, like, did a real TV show, like Homegrown, no, I wouldn't watch it. Like, you you have a a degree in some video and audio editing thing, and you you understand production value. I don't know if we're blinded by, you know, the stuff we do with Talking Yanks because you get a lot of fun with it. Do we need more shots in the dugout? Yeah, Yeah, I'm not against them. Not again. Like, it's kind of an interesting thing, right? Because I think the dugout is also, like, kind of a safe place for players. But I, I'd love to see them cut to Tank more, and the, he's doing fun stuff. But I guess in my head, I'm just picturing Tanaka doing fun stuff. In they the give dugout, us a lot of dugout. Yes, gives us a good amount of dugout shots. Uh, what I care about watching a baseball game is let me see the catcher's fingers. It pisses me off when I they right. don't, like, especially if there's a runner on second, do whatever you want. If there's no runner on second, let me see the catcher call the game. Like, and the shakes. Like, I hate when they don't show me that. That's my biggest okay. thing I want. I like yeah. that. It's cool. That's what they need to promote. That's my always, what I always rant about. Promote the game within right. the game and romanticize it. Show the pitcher. The pitcher and the catcher have a conversation nonstop without using any words, Jake. It's cool. Tanako. Tanako Falls. Big man. They get the homegrown narrator to do it like on Tuesday. Tanaka taking the mound has a morning prep with Gary. They eat cereal and go over that day's pitchers. There's one man that pitches every Tuesday in the Bronx. Masahiro Tanako. (laughs) Hey, I, I don't know if anyone watches Homegrown, but my impression of that narrator is the only good impression I do. Yeah. You're proud of that? Okay. I'll look into it. That is how he sounds when he does. In the minor leagues, riding the bus can be a chore. <laughs> shut up. <laughs> Please shut up, narrator guy. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, I know we're supposed to be friends with yes and stuff, but you done flunk the dunk with that narrator. You don't like that voice. I think that's okay without stepping on our friends yeah. at Yes's. That was the last of the voicemails. Let's think. We got through all of them. How about that? 
Got through all of them, Jake. You have a voicemail? Actually, I think we have more that um, came in after the fact. I mean, I've, I've got one more. I'll, I'll play it from my phone right now for everyone. Um, hi, I just wanted to call in and say that I oh that intern Luke. He's he's a dreamboat and this isn't Luke. Wow. Go Yankees. Another one. That's crazy. Hey, Luke. Wow. Didn't didn't uh, our friend Jenny say she was going to call in really drunk? Who said that? You're right. I retweeted that. Now I'm yeah. mad. We're we're getting lied to about getting drunk dialed. It's embarrassing. We do have more voicemails that just came in. I don't know what they are because they didn't get screened. Should I play it? Let's we'll we'll play a little roulette for a minute or two. We'll we'll see if there's a good one. Hey, what's up, guys? Dan from Mass, originally Connecticut. Um, first off, I want to say uh, the laughs from the past is cracking me up. Awesome, love history. Uh, you guys put a good twist on it. Some stories definitely I never heard of. So keep those going. Secondly, I'm curious what you guys think of. Uh, Boone sitting one, maybe two regulars every day, you know, judge getting a day, Stanton getting a day, et cetera, et cetera. Um, I personally like it. I mean, if you give one or two guys off once a week, um, you know, that, that makes the lineup that much stronger throughout the course of the year and hopefully helps provide some health and luckily they have depth to do so. So just seem, just want to get your guys' take on that. Talk to you guys soon. Keep it up. Yeah, we kind of talked about this in the pregame show. So they sat DJ and Voight. We won. They sat Gary and Glaber, we won. Today they sit Edwin and Judge, we win. Shane Robertson is no more. Neil Walker is no more. Chase Headley is no more. There's not a lot of down spots. Romine, and he hit a game-tying home run the game he was in. So, like, Judge hurts. We did say that on the pregame show, like, seeing Judge not in there, but I totally understand. He played three games in a row. They want to give him a rest. He just came back understand it 100 percent. i i do hope that you know down the stretch in the second half that it it's not as often like two big names every time i hope the bench is kind of guardy romine or shella like i hope you know i hope those three are on the bench the majority of the time but they can still rotate if they want because what we need to do different this year jake is slam the pedal down come August. And so when we get to the playoffs, we're in that mode already. Because last year, I know the judge injury hurt a lot, and there was a lot of other injuries, and Severino, like losing him last year sucked, and Shane Robertson and Giancarlo Stan was playing on half a leg. Like I understand those made us slow to a crawl, but also I think they were – amongst all that they were still true to their rest days and their punt days and they still have punt days this year but it's not nearly as bad as last year uh they'll pinch hit gary now on days when he's resting if they need him to which is good but but uh i'm fine with the rest days for now especially the guys coming off injury but i mean once london ends and the all-star break ends i do hope to see not every day two of them get rested but we, but we can survive that. that. That was my wish on the pregame show today. As well, my my wish and what I what I want to tell Yankee fans before I I put on my crazy hat with them is just wait through the All Star break on this one. They they're gonna handle K- Judge and Stanton and everyone basically with kid gloves through the All Star break with the London series and everything going on. 
So let's get there. And then, Jim, I, I, I mean, the big thing is if, in a normal world, if everyone's healthy, you're kind of fine mixing days off for the Edwins or, I, I mean, even Didi and Gio, obviously, blah, blah, blah. Um, when Aaron Judge, a guy that when he's right, he's one of the best players in the American League, seeing him on the bench just hurts. But you have to get used to that for a little bit. Yeah. A judge on the bench hurts. It it just hurts a little more. It really does. Hey, John Boy Jake. Uh, name's Chris, calling from Middletown CT. Uh, one thing I noticed, um, the Yankees are the only team out of uh, all the teams over 500 uh, to not be shut out this year. And on top of that, um, they've only been held to just one run five times this year. Uh, I was wondering what you guys think about that and maybe uh, what further stats Katie might have for that. Thanks. Love the show. Bye. I think that's pretty cool. They haven't been shut out in like 160 games now. Maybe we can do uh, our version yeah. of the Rays lame tweet over that. I, I can lame tweet if we need it. Um, and dude, we we broke the or we tied the home run record, consecutive home runs by a the team the only thing casual I'll say about those records is casual. I think the the guys on the team like it. Like I think. They know we haven't been shut out and like, hey, let's not get shut out. And they kind of fight for it late in games, which gives them a reason to fight late in games. Well, as a fan, I'm not really celebrating it. Like, I would never use it as fodder to like a fan of another team. I'd be like, hey, we haven't been shut out this year. Like, I would never uh, hang. I would never it, hang my hat on it. It's an afterthought. It's 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 if the season goes well and the Yankees were to were to win a World Series. Ten years from now, you look back and you say, yeah, they're middle of season. That Judge and Stanton were hurt. They actually ended up breaking the most consecutive home run game. And then the person at the deli turns to you and they're like, are you talking to me right now? <laughs> like la last year they broke the home run record, you know? They clearly were right. excited by that. Like they were, they were like wanted to do it when Glaber did it and he did it from the nine hole, yeah. which gave them 20 home runs from every spot in the order. Like. It's it's meaningless. Yeah. Like I understand the Yankee fans are like World Series is the only thing that matters, and I agree with you. Like I would never put that on a trophy, hang my hat on it. But seeing the guys, like, hey, that's awesome that we did that. That's cool. It was cool to see how excited they were. Yeah, it's kind of the same thing. Um, Luke, we didn't have a call from um, a drunk woman. He says we did not. Jenny, what the hell? You said you were going to get leave us a drunk. Oh, it wasn't, it wasn't Jenny, Jenny? Suzanne? It was. Uh... No. Um, Ebsdy. Ebsdy. What the hell? Ebsdy. What the heck? Yeah. We had some other calls so. that just came in after this game about Holder, but we talked about that enough. Yeah, I just, I just had a hilarious tweet. You want me to read it? Let me read it and see if it comes off in the same way you wrote it. Okay, okay. Let's see if I can match the tone in which you think you presented this tweet. So it's the quote tweet. So the New York. Yeah. <laughs> fuck. <laughs> gotcha. Yes. It was a good tweet. I was going to mock you. I know you were. <laughs> I've seen that I was going to mock it. And like, <laughs> but then it's, it's actually a funny tweet yeah. by you. It's uh, a good tweet. And then the, <laughs> the one response is legit LOL'd. So I did too. <laughs> it's a good. I'm not yeah. even gonna. I'm not even gonna spoil it. Go follow. Go to Jake's Twitter. Talking Jake. 
Wow. How about that? Good job. All right. I think that ends this show. Voicemail show is always a blast. It's a little more relaxed. Finally put my hair down. Jake, any last words? Uh, Go Yankees. We're going to be coming out with sharp stats tomorrow with, with our girl KT. And, uh, yeah, start, uh, start packing your bags for London. London. And I think if you tweet out that the Orioles, that the Blue Jays are this year's Orioles, I officially, like, want to get in a quick Twitter spat with you. You don't want to talk to those people. Just for, like, just for the next 24 hours. Like, no, no when you have that Twitter itch hit and you're like, I know I don't want to do this, but I'm going to do it right now. Right now, I'm in that window with the, this year's Blue Jays. That guy got me this orders. morning when he tried to tell me that Voight was slowing to a crawl and slumping. And I was like, he has a 400 on base percentage in the last 10 games yeah. and a 400 on base percentage in the last month. What are, you ta- what are you talking about? He's like, I watch every game. He's slumping. And I was like, Whoa. Oh. Yeah, we don't check out a lot of the games. He, he tried to, I, I told you this already. He tried to leave it as, uh, I guess we'll agree to disagree. And I was like, no. Because you're wrong. <laughs> like, I'm, uh, I, yeah, usually that, I accept that. that. And I said, usually, like, no, I can't do that because this is fact-based and you're wrong. So I'm sorry yeah. for being an asshole. But, like, he's just not slumping. I'm sorry. So, yeah, I mean, the follow us on Twitter. We'll <laughs> come at Go you. Go Yanks. <laughs> Telegrams. Go Yankees.